0: All right, welcome everyone to episode 9 of Blue Jays Happy Hour Live. Uh, Our scheduling is pretty random, but today we really hit the nail on the head and we have a hell of a ball game to talk about. 11-10 Blue Jays, a sweep of the Los Angeles Angels, a five-game win streak. The sheer quantity of baseball (laughs) being played on Sunday was remarkable. You know, you were buying events in bulk all afternoon long into the evening. You might even say the night. This game covered afternoon, evening, and night. So what are, I mean, I want to ask what jumped out about this game and what you're going to remember about this game, but it's going to be a lot of things. So I'm just going to open the floor. What about this game hit you the hardest?
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, there, there was just so much that happened here. Uh, no, honestly, what, ha- what hit you the hardest
0: is what I would rather ask I mean, it's funny because the first thing that comes to mind is the Jose Barrios thing. I just don't think that's the vibe right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, like that. that. But that is, yeah, you know, alarming performances, right? Like he's someone who had a little bit of a bounce back, You had that seven strikeout start, seemed to find that swing and miss stuff. And then, you know, your opening day starter comes out and he's lost close to two miles per hour off basically all of his pitches. He's not getting any whiffs, and, you know, they're hitting him super hard. But I'm going to put that aside for just a second. And I know
1: are, are you really? Because they did pay him, like, $106 million, but, okay, fair enough. I'm going to put that aside just for a second. <laughs> just for a second. Okay, I'm come back to it.
0: It's no, early. fair, fair, fair. And, you know, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I think is kind of the man of the hour here. You know, this is a guy not known for his patience, drawing two bases loaded walks, getting that huge hit after Vladdy's intentionally walked. And you know, we've talked about all season long how Vladdy has potentially been pressing a little bit, and part of the reason why is that he can't rely on the guys behind him to bring him in when he walks. Now, in this about obviously he didn't have a choice; he was walked intentionally, which was probably a good move by Madden. But this was a sort of moment. Where, you know, if Guriel's going, the lineup is significantly longer. And it was just, it went to show that it's not just Vladdy and Bo and Springer. Like, there are guys behind him who can drive guys in and have big days. And Alejandro Kirk, you know, four runs. You don't see that often from a guy who runs like he does.
1: For a guy so, who can't, like, he has to go station to station, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought there was a chance he wasn't <laughs> going to score on that last one, you know. If, 100%, you know, was, yeah. Like ninety percent of guys easily score on that, but for him, like it was a real question. Was he gonna score? And you know, to his credit, he did. We're not gonna see a lot of Alejandro Kirk four run outings from here on out. That's absolutely fine. That's not his game. But in a you know, in a day where Vladdy played basically no role and Tay hey, Oscar had a bit part, it was encouraging to see not just, you know, the stars haven't quite been the stars this season, but the supporting cast has been especially troubling. And it was the supporting cast that came through today, kind of again and again and again. Uh, you know, even Raimel Tapia, you can throw him into that mix. So the Blue Jays' offense, you know, last time we talked, we said, is this a moment in time? Are we going to feel silly about saying that it feels like the dam is maybe broken and that, that maybe they can exhale and get some hits with runners in scoring position? Well, as it turns out, it did seem like a pretty significant moment when we recorded on Thursday because since then, the offense has been absolutely lights out. No,
1: I, Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, Gurriel is, I mean, I don't know if it was the Dallas team, but I saw somebody on Twitter talk about, it, like, how little, it's like, if you could track Lourdes Gurriel's, like, uh, you know, 15-game win or created plus, WRC plus, like, versus, like, like, Track it to like the Blue Jays winning. I like, I like. It's just, they need those like ancillary guys, and that's I think a, a huge difference. Uh, ancillary guys is kind of like rude to be to say about Lourdes, but but like you know, a, a lot of teams have stars. A lot of teams have guys who are like incredible. You know, the we we know the Boston Red Sox We know the the, the Yankees do. The Yankees. Uh, and, 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 and like and okay. like Guriel is like is like one of those guys where it's like when he hits a hot streak. When Oscar hits a hot streak, that makes a huge difference. Uh, you know, the the the, the blue jays are very hard to because you know you're gonna get a good at bat out of Vlad, even though even though he's not even going at his best, you're gonna get a good at bat out of Vlad. You know you're gonna get a good at bat out of George Springer. Bow, you know, he'll he'll get to bow in two, but whatever. But like what if like if when Guriel gets on a hot streak, which, you know, I don't know if he is yet. But, like, the last two games, he's, he's a, a couple of those hits the last game were not necessarily, like, strong hits. Like, they were just, like, you know, the, the, the defenders did not do well. But I think that, like, that that's really what will elevate this team. And those are kind of the guys who, like, it's like, you know, every team has stars, but. It's it, it's really about those kind of guys a lot, and uh, it's nice to see them do well.
0: All right. Well, we we had a couple callers in the queue. We have one now. I know this is an exciting year to talk <laughs> about, so I feel like we should let the people do some of the talking. We've got Adam first up. Um, let's get that fired up. Stoughton, can you do that? Oh, you want me? Oh, you want me to do this? Oh, well, yeah, we'll do this. No, I'll, yeah,
1: let's get Adam on here. Adam unmute Adam, yourself. Unmute yourself. Uh, I mean Adam may have walked away because of uh <laughs> me yeah. rambling at some point. Um, but we'll we'll oh, bring I him back sure. in. Also we got some we got some chat uh questions, which are good.
0: Yeah, so we've got, yeah, you know, some comments from Milk Tea Respector, Interesting handle. Uh, (laughs) Who called for a four-game sweep? Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think coming into these type of series, especially on the West Coast, you're often thinking about a split. Like, that's kind of the way you frame it. You know, if you can kind of get out of there without causing yourself worry, considering the disadvantage of going out there. Uh, You know, and the Angels are a pretty respectable team right now. I think you would have been happy with two. Getting four is pretty good. Uh, And then he goes on to talk about, you know, Minnesota fans worried about Barrios doing this. I thought Walker would fix him last year. Oh, well. I don't know if we have to be that resigned (laughs) about him just yet. Like, if he continues to throw the stuff he threw today, that's a huge problem. Uh it, it was you know, it was down enough it wouldn't shock me that there's a physical issue with him. I'm not, you know, calling for that or predicting that necessarily, but the oh. you know, stuff was so down across the board. Oh
1: uh, Nick. Oh we we got we got milk tea on the line. We got milk okay. tea on the line.
0: Well let's go for it then.
1: Yeah. I mean this I mean those are great comments. Uh unmute yourself, milk tea. We yeah, I I, I really agree with you.
0: Milky, you are unmuted.
1: Yeah, you got it. Ah, uh, hello. Hey, hey, how's it going, man? Thank you for thank you for calling in.
2: Uh, hi, Stoughton. Long, long time, DJF fan. Oh no. Um,
1: oh, sorry. i oh, sorry God. about all that, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> I,
2: just you know, I, I'm one of those guys that remembers the punching kitty at the ballpark oh. stuff. No, that was that was not me. That was my uh Parks, right?
1: We don't, we don't talk about him, but fair enough, yeah. him.
2: <laughs> right, talk, right. We okay. don't
1: talk about him, but that's fair, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Uh yeah, anyway, the uh Minnesota fans yeah, they'd say that uh Berrios would would come in and, you know, look great and then just have these, you know, blow up outings. So I, I just I, I I meant that you know that he would be you know maybe I, I thought Walker had maybe fixed that he wouldn't be having these blow up outings but you know because especially after after the first you know uh, season opener he seemed to have you know looked to be back on track
1: yeah uh, honestly no I mean I mean he's a guy who like he's like he's got like ace kind of stats but like he's He's not. He's not an ace. He's like a strong number two kind of guy, uh, at best. And he's great. And I think that I like. I I, I agree with them paying the money to Jose Barrios. I think he's amazing. Also, he's, you know, praise 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 be to God or whatever. Uh, but like no, I think I I like I like Jose Barrios, but he's not. Uh, you know, he's not just a Berliner. He's he's just he's just like a steady guy. He was kind of like what uh what Marcus Stroman was you know he's it's just like you know it's not you, you're going to have a 350 year or a 420 year or whatever um and yeah it, it is weird and and, and well do you like if if we all recall and i'm sure we do um when he came over like right after the trade and Pete Walker had to be like all right you know change your uh like, like, just change your wind up a little bit. Like, it, it, like, he's you know he's very good.
2: Oh, he was so good. No, last, no, last no year. Like,
1: yeah. I'm not telling anybody anything. They don't need know. He's very good, but also I don't know, like. But but also he's also not. He's not Justin Verlander. He's not an. He's not an ace. He's like. He's like, uh, b- between number thirty and number sixty of like. The the yeah, the, the the, the pitches. Which so is which is great, which is super huge. But yeah, you don't want yeah, I mean
0: I mean he's not a great s- number two right now, but he is a great number two in theory. And it like, was not his
1: best day today, yeah, absolutely.
0: We always talk about consistency with him because he seems to post kind of the same sort of stats on a season to season basis and he's so durable, and so we get ingrained in our head that this is a guy who works like a metronome. <laughs> but that may not be true on like a day-to-day basis. Like Over the course of the season, it all tends to even out, and he tends to do about the same thing, and that's a nice thing to be able to rely on. But in an individual outing, on an individual night or afternoon or whatever, that doesn't mean that he's always that guy. You know, Kind of like if you looked at Lourdes Gurriel Jr., he consistently puts up similar stats on a season-to-season basis, but we all know that he goes incredibly hot. It, it, and it goes through. hot and cold, yeah. So consistency can be can mean different things. We'll put it that way. We have Joe uh, waiting to come on. Joe is a consistent caller with us, so I think we should be loyal to those who are loyal. Joe's to a us. dude, yeah,
1: hell yeah. though no, Joe. I mean, let's uh, you know. Well, well, let's let's ask Joe about this. Um, okay, like when the Blue Jays go into the playoffs, which we uh, we all know they will because uh, because MLB has has expanded the playoffs a lot. Uh, who are your three starters? Joe, who are your three starters when the Blue Jays go into the playoffs?
2: Well, you have to Jordan lock put, in... Sorry to put
1: you on the spot.
2: No, that's okay. Well, you have to lock in Manoa and Gosman. They are... 100%. Like 100%. Yeah. And really, I I would kind of want to make that decision, like, later on in the season. Just kind of go with a hot hand, because...
1: No, I think you, I don't think you're wrong. Like, and, and that's kind of what I was getting. At. And, and like, like, I mean, based on track record, Barrios. But also, I don't know. You say Kuchis do pretty
2: good. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely hope it would be Barrios at that point.
0: Yeah, that would be my things, hope. Things have gone quite wrong for the Blue Jays in a sense. <laughs> if it isn't Barrios, but but, if this play- playoff game, fictional playoff game we're talking about, was held tomorrow. Um, then, yeah, Kikuchi would have to get very serious consideration because he's he's more trustworthy in this moment. I think, Joe, you're on to something when you say you got to trust you know, the hot hand of the time. Sometimes that feels very unscientific. But, for example, if Barrios writes the ship, his season-long numbers this year might not look that great because he's got the anchor of this April and May, almost regardless of what he does from here. But if he, you know, in June, hypothetically in the middle of June, he just seems to find it and rolls from there, then he's clearly your guy. Even if Kikuchi or Ryu or whatever had better season-long stats,
1: which, which I think is a good point because Jose Barrios is fucking awesome. Like he, like you know, he he's not necessarily as awesome as he can be right now. But yeah, like I mean, also uh, Austin Martin, not the is. Uh, but no, I think that's I think that's 100 correct, and I think that's a great problem. Like if you if like if literally you're like if your if your problem is, well, do we start Yusei Kikuchi or Jose Berríos in Game Three of a playoff series? That's a very good problem. To have. Uh Anyway, Joe, sorry, uh, we we put what you on the a spot there, but do, do you have a do you have a question? Actually, I think.
2: Uh Yeah, I wanted to take a look at the schedule coming up because, you know, the hot streak is kind of well-timed because the next uh teams that they're facing are kind of easier teams. You have a struggling White Sox team, uh Minnesota Twins, who haven't really faced anyone good yet. And then after that, it's the Royals, the Tigers and the Orioles. So it kind of feels like they're getting hot at the right time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're wise to look ahead of that schedule. It, it is relevant. We talked a lot at the beginning of the year about how they were facing all these you know, some of the better teams on their schedule and they were banking these wins and how big that would be when the moment came that they would the schedule would ease up. Well that moment has come, right? Like you said, you kinda laid it out there. That's sixteen games consecutively against the AL Central, which, you know, the White Sox have some talent and Minnesota's respectable. It's not as bad as it could conceivably be, but is still it's a lower tier division compared to the others in the American League. And especially the ALE, <laughs> so they've got 16 games. You're not, them, you're and not then wrong. the Orioles, no. yeah. uh, and the Orioles are the back four of that. So yes, if this offense has woken up, uh, if you know, for example, Ryu is, you know, if his form is kind of okay and he can, you know, keep them in games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and everything except for the bullpen. And I think we'll probably should discuss the bullpen. Uh, is kind of hitting at the right time. Like It's not far-fetched to think that they could put together a really good stretch here, especially with some of these games uh, at home against the Orioles at the end of it.
1: Oh, sorry, do you have a problem with the bullpen?
0: I mean, they had literally <laughs> one option at the end of this game today. You know, David Phelps is a fine pitcher. But basically, everyone in their bullpen today had pitched either, yeah, you know, had pitched two of the last three games. Like they Or, or a, is Ross
1: tripling, but yeah.
0: Yeah, or uh, is pretty bad. And, like, that was a question we got on Twitter before. Like, would you, uh, I forgot who said it. It's in my mentions. I'm not going to scroll live. That's not good audio. Um, What kind of moves do you want to make for the bullpen for Tuesday? And I think there's real questions about what, you know, Ryan Barucki and Julian Merriweather are giving you right now. 100%.
1: And and
0: unfortunately, like, you can go to AAA and try and look for a solution here. And, you know, you've got the familiar names, right? You've got Trent Thornton and you've got Anthony Kaye and Thomas Hatch and, you know, even Casey Lawrence. None of those are exciting, although they keep trying to make Thomas Hatch a starter in the minors, and I think that they should give that up because he (laughs) had some moments as a reliever in 2020, and that's probably a better road for him. Like, I don't know what the scenario where Thomas Hatch is an important starter in 2022 is, but it's a pretty much a nightmare scenario. So he's (laughs) somewhat interesting. But there's not a lot of guys there. And there, you know, there's some lower profile guys like Matt Gage is crushing it. He's got one earned run in 15 innings, a minor league free agent guy with a lot of strikeouts. Adrian Hernandez has done really well there. You know, but those are, you know, kind of low velocity, lowish ceiling guys who happen to be performing Mm -hmm. at AAA. So, as tempting as it is to say, oh, we need to shake this up, there aren't a bunch of obvious candidates sitting around that are going to improve this bullpen. Now, you could go out and make you know your next simber richards trade good luck with that very hard to do but uh oh, are, you,
1: are you telling me you can't trade joe panic for like excellent well, relievers he's, weird
0: he's, he's retired so that's the <laughs> if you could get him to unretire <laughs> then you could get yourself some good relievers but unfortunately that's not the way it's going to be so yeah the, the bullpen is a it's a tricky thing and on saturday we saw how that can spiral out of control in in an odd way and we can go into that, but uh, I do want to. I know this is a the type of game people want to talk about, so I want to keep hitting these callers here. Hell, hell yeah, good,
1: good choice. Uh, what well, we talking to Evan now? Absolutely. Hell yeah, Evan, let's go. Hey guys, how you doing? Oh, great, man! Thank you for calling. No, thanks for uh, thanks for doing it. I've been enjoying the uh, the format so far. Oh, thank awesome, you. thank you. Um, just a heads up, by the way, I don't... Did you guys mean to make it a private room? Um, so you can only get into the room if you have the link from Twitter, by the way. Oh, is that... Did... No, did I fuck this up? Uh... That's entirely possible. That's entirely possible. Well, we still have... Uh, Oh, shit. I... Oh, shit. I might have... I might have actually... Uh... We don't... We don't say the word shit here, but, uh... Yeah, thank you, Evan. Uh, also that's you like your 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 first comment incredible (laughs) (laughs) let's go let's go for comment number two let's see what you got Uh, yeah you're right you are 100 percent right thank you yeah so i agree obviously you can't just uh you know find adam simbers lying around um so i like i really think the only option is nate pearson i don't know how much you guys really believe in him when you think you know swing and miss stuff i think you know as bad as it is to say, you know, the, the best trade candidate is just the guy who's injured and needs to come back. I, I think he's the best option you have.
0: Yeah, I don't this think. This is a great really question, Nick.
1: I, I'd like to hear what Nick wants to I say want about to Nate
0: Pearson. I mean, <laughs> to believe in Nate Pearson as a reliever is a pretty wise uh, way to go about it. Like, do you, do you even believe in, in that at this point? <laughs> yes, yes. I, based on what we saw last year. Uh, I think he, he'll he be very strong out of the bullpen. I got, you can say if healthy, and then that just throws everything up in the air. Like he's, still well, he's, a pit, he's a pitcher, so yeah. But yeah, the idea that Nate Pearson can make a difference in this bullpen, I don't think it's naive or far-fetched to say that, Evan. It's just a matter of when is that going to happen? Is it going to happen in time to help this kind of beleaguered group that is having difficulty missing bats and – You know they they forced Jordan Romano out there for a third day in a row. Like that's not the type of thing that this organization likes to do. Like you know we hear about all the time on the broadcast how Charlie Montoyo has his little card with the red and the yellow and the green on it for his availability. I can bet you that Jordan Romano was red on Saturday. Like and the way he told it was like Romano kind of convinced him to come into the game. Like I'm tough. I can do it. And we talk about the role of manager on the show quite a bit because we've been a little bit more Montoya defending than some others, but your job as a manager is to not let that happen. It's to not let players kind of steamroll you when it's not in there. It's to use the green one and not the yellow or red one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the kids learn <laughs> colors at a very early age and I think, you know, a man of his age has probably retained that information uh, and he should have stuck to it. But it's it, like, that's an issue. Like if, You know, you can't have a pitcher telling you, I can do this. And, you know, to be now to credit Montoyo, he could have stuck with Romano to the very end then when he clearly didn't have it and tried to say, you know, he's going to gut it out. This is what he's built for, yada, yada, yada. And going to stripling was the right move and they ended up winning the game. So as much as, you know, he deserves a little push on one side of it, he probably deserves a little bit of credit on the other.
1: I mean, I, I don't even know if this is a Charlie thing, right? Like, I mean, like Nate Pearson, like, because, um, they have like the, uh, the Statcast data because, uh, the, what is it? The fucking Florida state league, whatever they call it now has, uh, it's all spring training stadiums where they have the TrackMan system or the Hawkeye system or whatever it is. Uh, and so like, like Pearson's, Velocity was not great, right? and like he pitched an in a third, and he was you know the results were fine, but it's like yeah, the results were fine against kids. Like he you know he was pitching in the Florida State League, he pitched for the the Duddy and Jays, and I don't know. I I am at the point where I'm like uh like you know incredible, awesome talent, but also you know I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm not I'm not I'm not like ready to feel like uh, I'm not I'm not hitching my wagon to Nate Pearson uh, and uh, another guy th- this reminds me of the fact that like I don't know what, what Aaron Sanchez's is uh, ERA is now but he's pitching for the the Nationals and he gave up like a 300 three run home run in the uh, uh, in the first inning earlier today in the like Whatever it is, like the Apple Plus uh, game of the week, I don't think it is. I think it's on Peacock, Peacock I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like you know, uh, it turns out
0: right, Aaron, that so
1: many people there. fucking fail, and and I no like it sucks. It down. sucks that it, it sucks that Nate Pearson may fail, and I, I'm. I'm behind him, and I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm no longer like, well, Nate Pearson will, will show up, and they'll fix everything.
0: I, I think it's fair to be skeptical of Nate Pearson. I think with the Sanchez parallel, like Sanchez never got a proper runway to be a reliever, and that may still happen for him someday. Um, did, did he not? Did he not?
1: 2016 or what or 2015 like i don't know he no, was, i mean he, like
0: in his after he had already failed like they made him a reliever first then he's a starter and since then he's been a starter basically uh and maybe oh so yeah, you you're no you're, no, you're right yeah you're right he
1: could he could conceivably be a reliever yes okay i like agree, agree with that
0: type deal <laughs> um, So I I think that Nate Pearson has that, where if you turn him into a reliever and you firmly commit to him as a reliever, you're going to have a pretty good reliever. And while that is not an exciting uh, outcome, it is, yeah, I I think that there's room for him to fail and not fail at the same time, if it makes sense. Like fail to achieve his promise, but not fail to be a useful MLB player. Uh, And that's what happens a lot of the time, even with top prospects. Like if you look back at top prospect lists, you'd be surprised how many times guys don't totally flame out, but just don't manage to be as special as we thought they'd be coming in. And it, it looks like Pearson's probably going to end up in that bucket. Also. Yeah. it that's, and I,
1: you, you're right because it's like, it's like a guy who has eight war in his whole career is like, that's a huge win for anybody. Right. Like, but also I would say, I don't know, like, uh yeah, I don't, I don't know. the The Pearson thing is weird. Don't care for it. I have, I have no, no hope for Pearson. No hope. For I, well, I say, a, I'll, I'll but I, I, but I say no, way. but that's like, which means a specific thing. Which I don't. I do have some hope for Pearson. Uh, but it's yeah, it's tough.
0: Okay, we're, we got a comment here from Mike. 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 Um,
1: what, what do you think his name is? What would? What what, what what do you feel his name Steve, is?
0: Steve. Probably could <laughs> be a good way to conceal his identity. Uh, I awesome.
1: actually, my, uh, my, uh, my, I have an
0: uncle. My, my parent. My mom's uh,
1: brothers are Mike and Steve. So well done.
0: Alrighty. Classic white dude names. Uh, no. uh, enjoy the nail biting seesaw. Why is Charlie sending Espinol up there to bunt out of the two hole? Might as well put Zimmer if he wants to give away outs. Uh, I've seen Ball square a bunt way too often. If Charlie believes he's one of the team's most reliable ball to bat guys, let him eat. I wow, you know. oh that's a, that's a that's a great comment. That's a great comment. First of all, yeah. it's a good comment, and it's hard to disagree with much of what you've said. Yeah, there. Mike, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the you know bunting is shit uh there's maybe like a very very small time and place for it it's incredibly specific espinal has squared to bunt like more than you'd want he has struggled since he's been moved up the order uh i don't think that means he's like quote unquote not suited to it or anything but it is a reminder that this guy doesn't really have any power um he is a decent batter ball hitter he has a little bit of patience um he can be useful but he's not the caliber of player who should be ever leading off when Springer no. has a day off. He should never be hitting in the 2 hole. We know that's where you put the really really good hitters. And <laughs> at his best, he's a pretty good hitter. Uh and even that might end up being an exaggeration. <laughs> so, it 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 is wild to see him up there. Um, you know, we've seen some weird lineup stuff. You know, we saw Tapia hitting as a DH today. That's not something you expect to see, but I think that Espinol maybe gained a little bit too much goodwill with how great he was early in the season when other people weren't. But we need to zoom out a little bit and remind ourselves who he is, and yeah, what's the more suitable spot for him in the order? Uh, I
1: think you're a hundred percent correct about that. Yeah, no, uh, like, like I'm like I'm not a huge. Like batting order is a like is meaningful, but also just get the most get the most talented hitters, the most at bats. That's how you like. that uh, and and having Espinal, who has been who has been amazing. Espinal has been amazing. Like not only this year, but last year, he's been very very good. Uh, and I have a lot of time for about Espinal, but. This happened like the other night. It was just like uh, the bottom of, of the order got on base, and it's like, oh, George Springer's hitting. Okay, all right. And then they, they, even if he gets out, the sec, the the the, the number two hitter is going to be uh, going up, and it's like, well, that should be Vlad, but it was Santiago Espino, and it's like, it's not, you know, it's not the person you want to be hitting in those sort of situations. And I know that Vladdy doesn't like to hit second. I i'm not about that. There are
0: better other options. Like, even if you're not going to do the Vladdy thing, which is what you should be doing.
1: Yeah, if he wants to, like, yeah. Uh, there are literally, presumably, like, eight better options. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole lineup optimization thing, it's easy to get frustrated over. I think sometimes we make too much of it. But at the same time, it, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like, you might not be shooting yourself in the foot with a you know with a real gun it might be a BB gun you might just bruise kind of yourself <laughs> but it's still not worth doing like it, it's easy to not make these kind of mistakes and it's clear that you know especially and I, I don't fault Montoya for this too much or like the Montoya managerial decision making complex if we're going to take it a little bit Char- Char- Charlie Corp uh... Yeah, I don't... Uh, bracket, TM. Mm-hmm. Bracket, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> the team has been so cold that reaching for the hot hand is an understandable thing to do. And it's hard to sit there and watch the same group in the same order continue to not perform. Um, but sometimes that's what you got to do because you so, can't try I, harder at baseball. You just have to kind of wait for it to come to
1: you. Though I do think that there they, there is something to the idea that like I don't know if you have a bunch of right-handed hitters who are just are that similar. And Ross Atkins has, you know, they've said like they don't want the lineup to be that similar because because they understand that like if. You know, if your hitters are – it's easier for pitchers to pitch to, like, the same spot all the time against, like, if five batters in a row, you can pitch it to, like, the same spot. It's, like, I think that that does make sense, but also – that, that doesn't Yeah, that doesn't it's make honest. me want to put Santiago Westman on a second. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, second. There's yeah.
0: something to it, and there's something to line up optimization, and I don't think I the effects yeah. are huge, but I, I'd rather <laughs> go, like you said, like as simple as possible, keep the guys who are good getting the most at-bats. Um, in the chat here, Derek Sullivan says, it would be less frustrating if we didn't have both Zimmer and Tapia in the same lineup. That is an understandable frustration. I could understand how, you know, you're a Blue Jays fan today, you watch that lineup come out and then I tell you I'm a time traveler from the future. Like, runs. like you're telling me that I'm, you know, if you were the type of person who's inclined to believe the time traveler part, you still think I'm trolling you. Like it's a, it's a ridiculous outcome that they were able to score <laughs> this many runs with this lineup. And it, yeah, I mean, you know, Tapia and Zimmer are kind of different guys in theory because Zimmer is supposed to have some of that power And Tapia is supposed to be the ball to back guy. But when you're watching it on TV, you're watching two not good left handed hitters that don't give you any hope it's not going to be an out when they're at the plate. So I understand watching those guys and feeling frustrated because, you know, we've talked about it over the course of the season. Like they came into this year with a bench that wasn't really good enough. Um, And over the course of the season, that has hurt them. Like when their guys have days off, the lineups they end up throwing out there. And they they are pretty adamant about their days off. You know, they give Springer his days off. And it it seems like they're willing to do that a little bit more. Vladdy, and he's been banged up a little bit, so that's affected it. Um, But when they do that, when they need to shuffle things around a little bit, it is ugly at times. And today it looked like it was going to be ugly. And, you know, luckily for for the Blue Jays, it wasn't because, you know. know, Wait, did they they
1: win? Did they win tonight?
0: It was a win. It was a
1: it didn't feel like a win. <laughs> it's a like we are like we're, we're like, we're like picking apart a bunch of, you know, their shit, but uh, also turns said they won.
0: Yeah. They I mean again, <laughs> it's funny. That's why I wanted to get off Barrios at the very beginning too cuz I felt like, you know, the people who uh, are well, Yeah, let's, are not, let's not talk we're... about that.
1: Let's not talk about that.
0: Our little private group here—they uh, yeah. <laughs> were more interested in hearing about the positives. And like I said, you know, Guriel Jr. is kind of a big positive from this game. Kirk, you know, Jansen didn't play in this game. You probably want to see him play a little bit more. Um, it is crazy what he's doing at the plate right now. You know, it—it it is a small sample, but it's a sample over a relatively large amount of time, which seems to matter. It's not just like one rhythm that he found himself in. It's i, I able loved to it. refine the form multiple times. And, like, uh, it's it's, it's like
1: Jose Bautista shit. Honestly, it's like, oh, what? So I could just like pull the ball and just like put it over the, the, the left field fence. It's amazing. Uh, Dan, Danny Jansen, I got a lot of time for Danny
0: jensen It's weird because he was... He was sort of this hitter before stylistically in the sense that he did pull the ball quite a bit and he did hit a lot of fly balls but they were weak fly balls they were <laughs> pretty useless and it drove down his his BABIP and it you know it prevented him from getting many hits and he was pretty reliant on walks to get on base and now it's just like all of a sudden his fly balls are traveling farther and he's getting home runs, which is literally the exact opposite of what's happening to every other hitter in baseball. So <laughs> it's like Janie Jansen sort of found a way to be ready for the fastball, get out there in front of it a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, maybe he got stronger. I don't know what his kind of off-season regime looks like, but it is interesting because <laughs> he,
2: kind
0: of, he had this style before, but he wasn't real. suited to it. Yeah. And now he's well-suited to the sort of style that, has been a part of his approach all along. It it, it, is-
1: it is weird, but also I mean, like I mean, anytime you talk about him to you know, folks like you and I, Nick, or or, or perhaps uh, the people who are li- listening live, like it's like he was a bat first prospect, but it wasn't even like this. It's like I don't know, like he he just keeps parking balls in the left field stands. It's amazing. Yeah. And it feels, it it's like Bautista, like, and uh I assume I mean it can't like there's going to be regression, obviously, uh, but even like if Danny Jansen hit 20 home runs a year, he's like MVP caliber, like it's crazy, like it's really like you know, and and like you know, everybody talks about Moreno, he's having a great. You know, he's a great prospect. He wasn't great in April, but he's having a great May. You know, Alejandro Kirk is amazing. Holy shit, if Danny Johnson can just like, keep doing this, like, not one home run every, like, two days, but even just, like, one every week. Uh, that's That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of people make comments about Moreno. Is he expendable? Like, let's trade him. And, you know, we're seeing the best of Kirk right now. We're seeing the best version of that hitter. And he's improved defensively. We're seeing Jansen be this offensive dynamo. Like, he's slugged close to 800 over his last 100-plus plate appearances. Uh, It's absolutely wild. It's understandable. And, you know, something may have to give at a certain point. But I would sort of, you know, keep that in the holster for now. I don't think <laughs> anyone is in a hurry to trade Gabo Moreno. Like this is guy's still a top ten prospect in baseball. There's still plenty of room for Jansen to you know, he's suffered a lot of injuries, even if he doesn't come back to Earth. It could be the injuries that get him. Um, you know, Kirk has certain l- limitations and we've seen him go cold in terms of extra base hits before. Uh it is tempting to say let's take Gabriel Moreno, this amazing trade chip and let's go out and get piece X, Y, or Z. Um, and I understand that because they've gotten such good production from the catchers they already have, but I do believe it's a little early to pull the trigger on that. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, we all
0: know, Nick, that you, uh, are,
1: are realistic about stuff. Yeah, that's, that's fair. (laughs) Pump the brakes.
0: Being real, yeah. Being realistic about real <laughs> stuff is, yeah. You know, it's not fun, but I guess. But
1: but it's not
0: wrong. But it's not. Wrong. Yeah, over. T- yeah, over time, <laughs> you get to enjoy the fruits of being right about things, which is kind of enjoyable. Uh, you know, not not always. Definitely not always. But at least you give yourself a better chance of that, uh, and that's the best we can hope for. I think. Uh, oh, of- YJ YJ's asks in the chat,
1: "Who would you like to see Moreno traded for?"
0: Well, it's not Jose Ramirez anymore. So, yeah, unfortunately, it, it turns answer. out he's very good. Yeah, uh, it's 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 tough to pick out. The Blue Jays have been attached to a lot of kind of smaller fish names. We hear a lot of uh, Josh Bell. We hear, you know, Andrew Benintendi's a guy who makes sense to me. He's done really well with the Royals. Those are not the guys you trade uh, Moreno for. So, I'm not sure if there's sort of a an obvious big fish out there who's a few years out of free agency and really changes the team, uh, who's clearly available. I know that people want to say that you know, Juan Soto is going to have to be traded by the Nationals. I'm not sure if it's wise to buy that talk. Obviously, if you could get Juan Soto for Gabriel Moreno being a big part of that, you'd do that a million times out of a million. But it's not it. very easy to say, oh, I've got Gabriel Moreno. Now who do we get?
1: Well, uh, see, uh, Gunnar Hoglund for uh, Matt Chapman seems like a real. I'm uh, uh, putting you on the spot. Nick. Uh, how do you feel about that trade at this point? Because Chapman has, as you know, as a as a man who watches, uh, you know, baseball savant and the stack the stackcast stuff, like Chapman's, not like his underlying numbers and everything is is being fine. It looks really good. The results have been poor. He's obviously still a very good defender. Uh, Do you think we'll regret Gunnar Hoagland at some point?
0: I mean, I'd have to feel a lot more confident of my evaluation of Gunnar Hoagland. Yeah. And there's not a lot to go on there. But I, I will say that I don't think you're particularly disappointed about how Matt Chapman has performed so far. Like you said, he's unbelievable defensively. He's hitting the ball hard. He's striking out a little bit less than he did last year. You know, I, there was kind of a dream for a moment there that maybe he could be a <laughs> 2018, 2018 Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Guy. He could be Marcus Simeon, yeah.
0: And that dream maybe is slipping through our fingers. But even if he's a <laughs> 2020 guy, Hoagland would have to be really damn good to make that trade a, a serious problem for the Blue Jays. So I understand looking at, how, you know, his numbers – and how he's performed and being disappointed. And that's valid because he hasn't performed up to his talents. And there's been times where he's been kind of a hole in this lineup, but yeah, I think he's just a wait and see guy. It's a slow start, be patient with him. and maybe, yeah, the expectation of his ceiling can come a down, down a little bit, but yeah, you know, I see him being a, you know, a big contributor, a big part of this team for the rest of the season. And there's so many balls that are going to go to third base or kind of that gap at shortstop. Uh, that he just vacuums up. And there's a lot of games where you have an opportunity to kind of watch Matt Chapman and be thankful for what he brings, because that's certainly not the experience at third base uh, when Espinall wasn't playing in. <laughs>
1: when Redacted was
0: playing over there. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Uh,
1: no, you're, I mean, you're, you're being a bit defensive of Matt Chapman. That's fair. Uh, but no, honest. yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, it is weird. It's weird that he, like he does strike, like, and and the Blue Jays have kind of like gravitated towards people who strike the ball hard, or like you know you come you, like, you can kind of like in the Money Ball or the post Money Ball era, like figure out like it's not it's not that hard to see like what you know the, the Yankees for example uh, just want just gigantic goons, just <laughs> terrible large morons. Uh, I mean, which works very well for them. In the past. <laughs> uh, and like, and the uh, and the Blue Jays have been like, you can see that they've been like, okay, we strike the ball hard. That's good. um uh, Matt Chapman, I love Matt Chapman. Uh, but also, yeah, I don't know. I, well, I, well, I wonder. I'm still. I I guess this is what I'm trying to say is that I wonder that if you know, we may get to a point. Where we don't like that trade as much because I remember when the trade happened, being like, "Oh, the Blue Jays gave nothing up for a five-win guy," and uh it has not quite worked out that way. That said, I'll, I'll bet I'll bet on Matt Chapman going forward. Before I'll bet on Gunner forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, realistically. No team in baseball is stupid enough to do a trade with you that has no chance of going poorly for you. Like as much as that seemed like a kind of a bit of a steal for the Blue Jays, there is an outcome where it backfires and the A's come away with the quote-unquote win in this trade because there's no trade where that outcome doesn't exist. But
1: well, they got early. Frank Lubrano, they got Brett Laurie, they got uh, Kendall Grayman. And that could have worked <laughs> theoretically. It, it Hell didn't. Made that made that I you could you could have
0: talked me into how that made sense. Yeah, and that's what we're doing here. Like we can also it turns out Josh Dawson can fuck off. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, official stance of off. <laughs> Josh Donaldson can fuck off. That's kind of unrelated to anything, but uh, in case you guys need us on the record, on that, that's the official stance. Uh, I think we're kind of close to wrapping up here. And touch on a couple more comments. Couple people, Chapman from Cynical Cyanide. Uh, wow. Chapman has to leave the oh, league. God. Uh, yeah, it's
1: uh, Jonestown over here. What the fuck?
0: Dying at the warning track. It's insane. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we're talking about. Like those underlying numbers are really good, and it just seems like he can't quite catch a break. I assume the switch is going to flip on that at some point. Maybe as it gets warmer too, we know that the ball can travel a little bit better, especially in certain parks. He might get a few breaks there. Um, Joe Maud happy for Chapman that we don't have to play in Anaheim anymore. Yeah. You know, it's a, t- it's definitely a tough park, although definitely it did not look like that, uh, today, but you can get some bad breaks there. The one that I also wanted to touch on before we get out of here is this game, a turning point for Teoscar looked more patient today. Um, you know, since he came back for his injury, I think it's fair to say he came back pretty quickly for an injury of that nature and he didn't seem to have his timing and we watched a lot of pretty poor bats from him it does seem like he's done better in the last sort of four or five games. You know, nothing dramatic, uh, but this was a good game for him today. It's easy to, because he gets overshadowed by the Bo, you know, Bo and Vladdy are the faces and Springer is the money. You know, when you're the kind of number four guy in the mix, there's only so much spotlight you're going to get. But, you know, he's been an incredible hitter over the last couple of years uh, he's going to get there. And this did look like a step in the right direction. Although I'm not sure I'm ready to say that, you know, confirmed Teoscar Hernandez is <laughs> one Teoscar from this point on, but uh, the way he's looked recently is a step in the right direction.
1: Oh, I, I, I think you're right. Like I, I think you're right to not be like,
0: we've seen enough. He's
1: going to be fine. But also like, what was it? like the all star break in like twenty nineteen? Like like I don't know where you you can like put the bars wherever and like figure out. Uh, he's he's been one of the best players, one of the best hitters. And I won't say players because we because uh, I saw his roots in center field last night. But uh, but yeah, no, he's uh you know he's pretty good. He's very good, and uh, it is it is fucking. Frustrating uh, to watch how uh, uh, how he's come back and how it has not been good. I think he'll be fine. Uh,
0: it, it's tough to watch good players be not good, and that's been a lot it is. Of the but uh, yeah. Blue Jays experience. Well,
1: uh, but also I think yeah, you're a hundred percent right. But also I think that like, uh, you know, he like he he came back quickly from the oblique injury and. He's, he's better than like the, uh, you know, whatever other option might've been there, but like, but still that's tough. And I thought that a a, a very, a very interesting thing, uh, I thought in the, uh, Jason Stark with a Y, uh, but also he's an adult, so we don't know why he spells it that way. Uh, but he had this thing uh, in the athletic about like, uh, Talking to executives about how the ball has changed, how like, like how you like how executives approach uh, the game right now, which was which was amazing until they, uh, which I tweeted until uh, until they were like until he said like oh the Yankees are good, I was like well now this is bullshit by the way. but but uh, but like uh, I don't know it's just it's it's just it's like the game keeps changing the ball keeps changing the like the dynamics of the game keep keep changing um and i think teosker has proven that he's capable of doing it that's i think vlad has proven that he's capable of doing it which is why i like when people are like oh yeah oh they're oh these these guys are lost they're they're never going to do anything it's like no they've all like and also i would say uh I mean, one of one executive that he spoke about was that uh, said that uh, the the leap from AAA to the big leagues is as big as it's ever been, uh, which I think is very interesting. And I think that like a lot of Blue Jays fans are like looking at like, oh, why doesn't Simon Taylor come up? Like, why you know? Because uh, the leap from AAA to the big leagues is huge right now, uh, yeah. and yeah. I think that like. You know you, you want you want Tay to go away? No. Uh that's still the best option you possibly have. Um, yeah. calls
0: yeah. for Oscar to sit or I mean I don't think they're really out there, to be honest. I don't want to a <laughs> straw man. Um, uh yeah, I, would, may be, I may I may be I may
1: be talking about a straw man. Yeah, yeah, no no fair point. Fair point. But uh <laughs>
0: Okay, we're going to leave it there. Thank you, those of you who came in. (laughs) We're going to leave it at my straw man here. Came it in through the back door. Uh, It was a heck of a game to talk about (laughs) and to watch. And we will communicate with you guys about when we're going live again next week. And if we're lucky, we'll have another game like that to talk about.
1: Yes, sounds good. Thank you, everybody.